All right, I have Conrad. What's your last name? Oh, Hanzua. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, thank you for being here, Conrad. Um, if you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. All right, appreciate you. You know, reaching out to me. My name is Conrad Ohenzua. Uh, 24 years old. I graduated from Michigan State last December 2018 with a degree in sociology and a minor in African American and African studies. Uh, I currently work at the Huntington Bank. Uh, what is this in the intro? That's, that's good. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm from the east side, Detroit, Michigan. Period. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that that's just kind of where it's at, you know? That's the most important part about you. No, they got to know that. <laughs> okay. Um, so today we're here to talk about generational trauma. I'm sure studying um, Soch and um, African-American studies, you've talked about this at nauseum. I wouldn't say at nauseum, but you've definitely talked about this before. Oh, yeah. Um, so... If you want to just go ahead and give me your definition of generational trauma. I mean, for me, generational trauma, I mean, I guess in layman's terms, in its most simplest form, it's just a trauma that's passed down from generation to generation. Right. And I mean, that, that can look in many different ways. I think it could be financial generational trauma, uh, trauma, because, I mean, if your grandparents or your parents don't come from wealth, the chance of you being born into wealth or like becoming wealthy uh, is they they aren't very high, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like if you're not brought up around that, that's not what you're born into. The ch- it's not impossible, of course, but you know like that that's not what the statistics project you to be. So it could be financial, it could be emotional. Uh, you know whether it's from like a perspective of like how you love or like not knowing how to love somebody. It could be from that perspective. I think generational trauma can affect uh, people in many different ways. Uh, but I mean, I guess I more so gave examples and definition. But so essentially, I, I would just say generate uh, trauma that is passed down from like generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some traumas you've already named some? But um, what are some traumas that you personally identify um, with your with your life? Yeah, I mean, and fi- family. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, financially for sure. I mean, yeah. my parents are. Uh, you know, I, I'm actually I'm actually a first generation American. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my parents both immigrated from Nigeria, so I mean. Yeah, we, we definitely were not affluent. <laughs> we're not affluent now. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that would definitely be something that I realized. And, I mean, just emotional trauma, too. And not to realize, and, like, the way I interact with people, the way I let people interact with me was definitely shaped by how, uh, you know, it was, was shaped by where I was growing up. And I didn't really realize that until, like, a couple years ago, like, maybe two or three years ago. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit, like, you know, the stuff that I went through experience with my parents growing up, like, that shapes how I interact with people as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I, I never realized that. So I guess emotional was for me, and, you know, we'll, we'll dive into that a little later. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll definitely say the biggest uh, form of generational trauma I could think about is definitely probably to be, like, just emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that, since you're aware of it, do you believe your parents to be aware of such things? Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I think there is a 0% chance that my parents <laughs> understand the, the concept of generational wow. trauma. Or, or how things that you do to a child could literally affect them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. No, my, my parents are just, uh, no, I, I don't think my parents are aware of that just because of it. Like, they're ignorant to the fact. And, like, I don't use ignorant as in, in a derogatory sense, but literally, mm-hmm. like, lacking of the knowledge. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, my, my parents do not understand yeah. <laughs> generational trauma at all. Do you, um, I think that part of doing the work or us trying to 
get past things is like having conversations like this. Can you um, or do you have the privilege to sit down with your your elders or parents and have these kind of conversations? Do I have the privilege as in do I have access to have these conversations or like I, I, Both, I guess? Both, I guess. Yes. Uh, the, I could have a conversation with my parents. You know, as I said, could because I choose not to because mm-hmm. I just kind of know of. You know, I, I just really be, certain quotes I think exist for a reason. Uh, you can't teach your old dog new tricks, and I find it to be very, very uh, relevant with my parents when it comes to things like this. I wouldn't even waste my time talking to my parents about this because my parents don't. You know, they also don't like understand the concept of mental health that much. Like most, you know, elder, older black people. Too. Mm-hmm. My parents aren't like senior citizens. Yeah. But yeah, like like most older black people do. Uh, you know, mental health is really. It's really, uh, speaking of generational trauma, this is a generational thing, really. I feel like mm-hmm. when we see the emphasis on me- uh, mental health being like taken seriously and brought to the forefront of any conversation, that's just started now. That's yeah. like a new thing. Mm-hmm. You know, 15, 20 years ago, you know, 2000, 2005, there was so much that we didn't know about mental health. There's so much we still don't know now, but even even back then, there wasn't even a conversation that was even ever really had. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, it's a relatively new concept when you think about it. So... I mean, I guess I understand why, you know, older generations don't know about mm-hmm. it, you know. Because they didn't have the resources. Yeah, that, it, it just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't... A thing. Like, it wasn't a thing. Yeah. You know? And that's not, like, anyone's fault. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, things like depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, multi-partinality disorder, bipolar disorder, like, these, and, and a list of other ones. Mm-hmm. Those are just, like, the most, you know, known ones. Yeah, th- these are not things we talked about back in the day. Social anxiety, you yeah. know what I mean? So... So I don't blame my parents for not knowing. Yeah. Do I blame them for not listening, though? Absolutely. Because, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I went through, like, I've done the research. I went through the classes. I've done the readings. Because I read up about this stuff myself because I'm interested in it. Yeah. Not just from a, a scholastic standpoint. So, yeah, no. I mean, I, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> See, I guess it is what it is. Yeah, me. yeah. Do you think it's that way for, I want to say, like, the entirety of the older generation, but it's definitely a common thing with the older generation trying. Well, I guess that'll get to my next question. Like, do you think um, us, our generation, is capable of nurturing older generations um, through their recollections of, of trauma? Like, can we provide any type of solace or do you think we're capable of that? Because I think we definitely are. Just by having these conversations with them, like if they are receptive of it, um, I think we can. I mean, are we capable of it? I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I think anybody can do anything. But is it going to happen? To that question, I would say no. Mm. And I know like it may sound kind of contrary and negative, but I mean, I just think about from a realistic perspective, especially when we're dealing with people who they might not see these traumatic events as you know things that are traumatic. You know, I mean, we have people that are of our age, you know, like late to early 20s, early 30s, uh, early 20s as well, mm-hmm. who like, you may talk about them, like how they got discipline as a child. Like you may talk about like how like they were like, they were beaten as, as mm-hmm. a child by their parents as a form of discipline. Yeah. Many of us don't view that as, as a traumatic experience mm-hmm. or like as trauma, but that is definitely traumatic. That is definitely like, oh, you absolutely. know, not supposed to be happening. So if you have people who are 24, 25 with the resources that can actually access information and can figure out how that's traumatic and they don't view that as trauma, I won't expect somebody who's like 52 who didn't even have the resources when like they were growing up to really understand. And my thing is, what benefit does the older generation have from this conversation? Uh, I mean, of course, we know the underlying benefit, but 
for someone like that to listen, you have to convince them that it's worth hearing. Like, this is worth a conversation. But at that point, they'll probably be like, what, what does this do for me? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think we're definitely capable of doing it. But I would rather focus on us, like this generation. Mm-hmm. You know, not not the boomers. I ain't, You feel me? Shout out to the boomers, man. But this one's not about <laughs> y'all. Because for me, it's like there's so much more work to be done. Yeah. And I would rather us focus our time and energy on, like, doing the work that needs to be done for future generations than trying to, like, kind of go back and, like, save the past generation. Not really save, but, you know, try to educate and, like, inform them. Because, like I said, what do they gain from that, actually? So that's I why I feel like, what, 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 what's the incentive for them to listen to us talk about this shit, essentially? <laughs> no, for real, because, no, like... No, wait, wait, wait. What I was saying, I wouldn't even say, like, informing them of this. I'm saying, like, literally sitting down, asking them questions. Disguise. I, I'm good at, like... I don't know about you, but I'm good at disguising this conversation as a right. conversation like just sitting if you could just sit down and talk to your granny or whoever your elders and ask them questions um and then that from there you can i don't know like i i'm not interested in informing them but more asking them questions and kind of trying to get them to the point where they see it on their own type you know what i mean like nobody really has these conversations with them no one has ever really checked up on in my opinion they have never been asked about their mental health they've never Never. been so i mean so not like a lead by example type thing but almost like if we nurture them in that way like by asking them about just checking in right do you think well, you say you don't think we can teach old dogs new tricks. I, I mean, I, I, I'm just speaking for my parents specifically, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, your parents. I, yeah. I, I just know how my parents are and, like, their mindset. So I won't waste my time. So to anybody out there whose parents may not be as hard as mine, <laughs> like, I, I encourage everyone to, to, to try it. I just know I won't be trying with my parents because yeah. that's going to be a waste of both of our times. And I'd rather are you not waste cu- my time. Are, do you know everything about your parents' life? I don't know anything about my parents' life. And I think that's... And you can't ask. No. Uh. That's not, that's just not the relationship that my parents and I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah, when I had with my parents, I, I I mean, my grandparents are all past now, but even yeah. when they were living, I mean, I saw I saw my grandparents once in my life when I visited Nigeria, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, man, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's a weird dynamic, you know, like, I don't want to cast any expression on, like, all African parents, like, oh, all African absolutely. parents do this, but, like, I'm speaking to my perspective, my parents specifically, that's just the relationship that we have, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying, it's like, of course, like, it's learning and stuff like that, but, I mean, I don't, I don't really know my parents, and my parents don't really know me either, mm. you know what I'm saying, so, like, yeah, like, as far as, like, what my favorite food is, or, like, what I like to do, just simple stuff like that, of course, mm-hmm. more complex things, like, you know, any, like, you know, person deemed on me bad on that, I don't talk to my parents about that kind of stuff. That's just, like I said, that's just the dynamic of our family for, like, it's, it's weird, but, mm-hmm. you know, and I have other, like, I, like, I have other friends, like, African friends that kind of share the same perspective. Like I said, mm-hmm. that's just our situation. I'm not like, our African friends do this, because sure. every situation is different. But yeah, so, like, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't know my parents for real. You know what I mean? Like, like they raised me. Are like, you curious though? Like, no, I don't, not at all. To be honest, I don't care at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I really don't care. Wow. I know, and, and that's kind of crazy to say too, right? Because yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, like, like, and I know about like the heritage and the culture, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. But as far as like personal my, experience, like, like I, I know little, like those drop little like anecdotal stories, like here and there about like you know growing up was like this, this, and that. But as far as like, yeah, man, like when I was 19, I had dreams of doing this. And then, you know, I, I I did this, I met your mom, but, like, I don't know none of that stuff. Like I said, I don't, like, at this point, I don't care to know anyone. Like, I'm already, 
at the age of my life where that kind of stuff doesn't mm-hmm. like I, I've accepted the fact that like it is what it is like mm-hmm. that's just not the relationship that me and my parents would have or my parents and I are gonna have and you know like that's fine with me you know I don't are you don't, are you absolutely sure that your parents had that type of relationship with their parents what what kind of relationship like this kind of like distant like no I don't know. No, you don't know. I told you. I, listen, I, you would I, ask. I don't know. I really don't know about. I don't but know. We can I, almost assume that. Like, I would definitely that assume. Type of, yeah. Um, relationship, I think, is definitely learned. Like, yeah, it's cultivated. It's down. Yeah, yeah it, for it, sure. It, yeah, no, it's because I mean, I have examples of like you know friends who like you know like who hang out with their parents and then like I just see like the way they interact mm-hmm. and I'm like, dang, like that's you know like that's that's cool, like that's that's cool that they're doing that. Like, cause at first I'm like, damn, like that's good at doing. It. Like, I kind of wish I could do that too. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, man, everybody's path is different. You know, yeah, I don't, sure. you know what I'm saying? Like I said, the less I got my parents, man, like I love my parents to death and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, it, it ain't nothing like that. But no, you I respect the relationship for what it is right now. I, I just take it at face value. Yeah. And I, I don't have no interest in changing it either. It's yeah. too late. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if maybe you think it's too late? I know. I know it's too late. Why? Cause my parents are just stuck in their ways. They're just old, cause I, cause I, I, early in the interview, I talked about how these situations, how people don't view them as traumatic. Yeah. My parents don't view that style of parenting as like problematic. So, mm-hmm. uh, even if I'm like, you know, yeah, mom, dad, like, you know, when we was growing up, like, it would be cool to like learn more about you, or this isn't that. But like I said, now it's just kind of like, like I don't know, like it's weird the way I view my parents. I kind of yeah. view them as, I, like I don't know, cause like my parents are not cool, they're not be beefed out, but. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like, you feel me? You, they just parents. You, you do your, yeah. They're just, <laughs> they're just like, these are my parents. I, they're just my parents, yeah. you know? And it's not like we friends, but we're also not beefed out. Because sometimes people be like, you got to mm-hmm. be a parent or a friend. But like, yeah, it's no beef. You know what I'm saying? I, I call my mom, call my dad right now. It's, it's no beef, but mm-hmm. that's just, you know, they, they parents. Their job as parents was to do what they did, and they did what they did to the best of their ability, so. Mm-hmm. Is that a pattern you definitely want to change for your ch- children? Yeah, absolutely. If you I, want to. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I definitely want children. I definitely uh, plan to, you know, break that for me personally. Because, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like that. I, I don't mm-hmm. think, like, you know, I, I don't think the idea of living with somebody in your house and not know, not really knowing them is is, is a productive one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't think that's how life should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds <laughs> silly. But it sounds silly, but that was my reality growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, that is my reality right now. I'm talking about was, like, my parents. Yeah. Like, oh, my parents, you know... Still alive, still working, so all this other kind of shit. So yeah, that's that was just my experience growing up. That is my experience now. It's just like, yeah. you know, like we talk, like I saw him this weekend for Thanksgiving, and then, you know, that's kind of it. You know, yeah. caught up, talk. <laughs> We're not really, not even really caught up. Just you know, how's work? You know, we talking. That was kind of mm-hmm. it. You know, just kind of talked about some other random stuff after that. But yeah. that was like the gist of the main point. It, it wasn't like you know, how's your mental health or you know. How are no, you really feeling? Yeah, yeah. no, not with my parents. Yeah, my family definitely doesn't ask those type of questions. I don't, and I don't want them to ask. <laughs> but me. it's just you don't. No. Yeah, I probably will lie anyway. No, not not my parents, especially because I mean, my parents got enough going on in their life. I'm mm-hmm. not about to add on to more problem, not more problems, so add on to that complexity with a thing that they don't even understand. Like if I'm like, yeah, I'm depressed. They they think depression is sadness. Like they don't actually understand mm-hmm. like what depression depression is. They think it's just like oh I'm just really really sad. But you know anyone who like reads up on it or mm-hmm. may struggle with depression themselves like me. I like you 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 understand the difference between just being sad, mm-hmm. like actually being depressed. Like anyone who's been yeah. like clinically like you know the difference. But my parents don't, and I'm not. They don't, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not a professor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I I I I would like to be one day, but today's not that day. 
I don't want to do uh, labor for free. Yeah. I, I, I'm not in the business of doing that. I'm not about to <clears throat> explain them the complexities of mental health and how it works. And then, no, because what, what does that do for me? It don't do nothing for me. So, no. Nah. That, that conversation. You don't think it'll do that. anything? Like, this is where your relationship <clears throat> with your parents stop. This like, is as far as it goes. This is as far as it goes. I don't see how much further. I don't see what the fuck else mm-hmm. it could go. I don't, you feel me? Like, yeah. I don't see how else it can go. Like, I, I've never hugged my dad before. I've never, like, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I've never heard my dad say I love you. But, like I said, does that mean that he don't love me? No. Oh, absolutely. But. I come from a very, like, my family is like that. Oh, especially on my mom's side. Yeah. Like, they're not very affectionate. At all. Um, and it took me, like, growing up and seeing, like, my friends, like, interact with their families. And I'm like, damn, why are we not this affectionate? Like, exact we same. don't tell each other, like, we love you on a daily same. basis. Or, like, hug. Like, just shit up hug. It had to come to me, like, bringing the shit up. Like, yo, like, why don't we hug? I, I, have, I, have, a, I, have, I have three siblings. And I have, I have no desire brother. for it, though. Like, yeah. I, well, sometimes I do. No, I don't. I don't Some want, days I, I do, I'd be like, I could just go for a hug. I, I don't want to hug my siblings. I, I don't want my siblings to hug me. I don't want to. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just weird, bro. Like, It's weird to you? Hugging yeah. is weird. Hugging my siblings, my, 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 that is weird. Because it was just something that I was never introduced to growing up. Mm-hmm. So, like, now that it's, I don't know, it's weird now, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, hugging's not weird, like. I don't feel we want to hug other people. Yeah. Like, my siblings, like, I don't hug my siblings. I don't tell them every day, like, yeah, I love you. Like, it's just like, because like I said, from growing up, mm-hmm. that's the kind of love that we experienced. Like, it was a, a, a love in a different kind of way. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, yeah, I love you. It wasn't like, you know, like, like good job, keep it up. It was, yeah, you know, I got a 4 in school. And it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what you're supposed to do type thing. So, I, you know, I just kind of, so from that, like, world starts to not really mean nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? So like, like, so like, I could be mad at somebody, and I could, like, cuss them out and, like, say the worst shit ever. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I got like, it's nothing. Because that's how I was growing up. You know, yeah. get in trouble with my dad. Like, he would say something, or, like, do something, like, beat us, or whatever the case may be. Whoop us, as I like to say. Yeah. And then, like, a couple hours later, I got like, nothing happened. No apology, no talk about what just happened. Literally, just act, gloss over and I got like, nothing happened. You think so, parents should apologize to their kids? <laughs> Yes, parents should apologize to their kids. Your kids are not your property. Your Absolutely. kids are human beings with agency, mm-hmm. just like you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's that's exactly why people think it's okay to beat their kids and else you know the wrong with it because they view their kids as property. But I'm here to tell you, your kid, your child is not your property. Like, yes, you look after them. Newsflash. Like newsflash, y'all. Like, I mean, I'm, I, as you know, you know what <laughs> I'm saying. Kids are people. Kids are people. Yeah. You remember the? Y'all know what happened the last time human beings were looked at this property? Slavery. Slavery. Yeah. slavery in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, right? Like, like that's how you treat your property. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and of course, I'm not equating that to this. Yeah. Totally different ends of the spectrum. But I'm saying, like, the mentality behind it mm-hmm. is exactly the same. That's why parents do that and don't see a problem. That's why, like, most, okay, most, um, most adults, not all, most adults, and they have a problem with their spouse. They don't just bring out the belt and start hitting them. Like, like if no, for real, like if your wife or your husband mm-hmm. do some shit that you don't like, or like, you know what I'm saying, do something bad or wrong, because mm-hmm. I mean it's all relative to some degree. Yeah. You you're not gonna bring out a belt and hit them. Mm-hmm. But you do with your five with your six year old because why? Yeah. Cause my thing is if we're raising young adults anyway, essentially that's what you're doing. You're you're raising your children mm-hmm. to be, you know, contributing members of society. Raise them in the light that you raise them in the path you want them to walk. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying like when they're six, make them pay rent and give, like, you know, start a 401k. Like, come on, like, use your brain. But to some degree, like, these are the steps you want them to take. So, like, this kind of how you got to, like, you want to mold them like that. Like, because yeah. when you grow up, when you when you got a job, 
Your boss not gonna beat you if you mess. I hope your boss doesn't hit you if you mess up because <laughs> I don't know. You know. Seek out. Every, every situation seek is different, y'all. But <laughs> report. You feel me? Like it's a girl to yeah. HR, but essentially, like that that ain't what's happening. Yeah. So my thing is like, why why expose a child to that? And then, like, the thing you do with that. I think it's because a lot of parents don't know how to communicate with children. Oh, absolutely. Duh. And not they don't know how to. They don't think that they, they don't think that they have to. And that's the problem with yes, me. Yes, that's definitely the problem. It's not that they don't know how to communicate with children, which they still don't. I agree. But I my thing is, yeah. they don't even deem it necessary to learn how to do it. Yeah. Because, like I said, they view them as property instead of, like, actual human beings. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like there's a way, like, you... And I'm not saying don't discipline children. Like, everyone yeah. in life needs discipline. Even as adults, we walk in discipline. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you Never fuck up, you break the law, yeah. you got to deal with the police. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a form of discipline. Mm-hmm. You know what but I'm you saying? you don't get arrested every day to know that. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, you, you don't have to get arrested by the police every day to know, like, if or you do. Or man by the police every day to know that, like, hey, if you do this, like, mm-hmm. this is a consequence. You're, like, you you already know. So do my you thing think is. Children same. who were, like, whooped. have a lot of trouble communicating. Some can. They were never communicating. Some do. Yeah. Because. Some people are gonna hear this and do this shit, and how many people do this? Mm-hmm. They they hear interviews like this and they're like, man, what do we do? I'll turn out fine. First of all, I can almost guarantee you didn't. Yeah. Cause cause my thing is this, just because a trauma, just because you can't identify a trauma that you face, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. So to someone else. No, to to someone else. No, that that doesn't mean it doesn't exist within yourself. Oh, you gosh. just don't know it. Absolutely. Cause I cause I'm speaking like this is from my perspective, right? Uh-huh. Like growing like growing up. I was a very, 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 very angry kid. I mean, like, like I mean, just like really super angry, super aggressive. I mean, even now to this day, I still have a lot of pent up aggression in me. But I mean, when I was younger, like I was just like I was just super, super angry. But I wasn't even the kind of angry kid who like fought people. Cause you know, like it's some kids like they be angry, like they get in trouble in school all the time, like they shot like that. Yeah. That wasn't me. Like I legit didn't say nothing. Like. I would just, like, not say nothing, mm-hmm. not do nothing. Like, I was super, super quiet, mm-hmm. but, like, I was still extroverted. But as far as, like, stuff like that goes, like, I was very quiet and stuff like that. But, yeah, and then, like, I mean, it just builds up and builds up and builds up. And, like, there were, like, plenty of cases of, of me, like, just, like, kind of, like, like lashing out as a kid, you know, like, just, just like, getting super mad and, like, like, like breaking stuff, destroying mm-hmm. stuff, you know what I'm saying, doing all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, bro, like, like, like why is this like this? Mm-hmm. And that for sure comes from that place. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, like, you talk about it, how parents don't know how to discipline mm-hmm. or communicate with children. If you don't teach your child that, they're, they're either going to, like, teach themselves or not learn it at all, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, growing up, I was definitely not good at expressing, like, how I felt mm-hmm. or, like, talking about emotions. I'm, I'm way better at it now because, like I said, like, I faced the, the trauma in his face and, like, whoa, like, this is why I was so mad growing up. Mm-hmm. From these whoopings and from being suppressed, you know, like, because, like, you do something wrong and your parents, like, they don't even ask you, like, what was going on at the time. Like, hey, like, like, like why'd you do that, man? Like, yeah. like it's just instantly anger, punishment. punishment, this, is and that. So my thing is, if that's happening and I can't, like, express how I'm feeling, it's kind of like a trash can. If you just keep putting shit in the push, yeah. and eventually it's going to, like, just overflow. And that's, and that's kind of how it happened, too. So, yeah. so, yeah, I'm telling you, like, growing up, man, like, but, like, like, I'm way better at controlling my anger now, but no, like, I was a very, very angry kid. And that was 100% because of the way that my parents were having to discipline the communication and the fact that we weren't able to, like, express ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it was it was hard for me to, to even tell people I love you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just because that's how I, because uh, that's how I was raised, you know, I didn't grow up hearing that. Yeah. So I learned that just because you don't say it to somebody doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, so I'm I ain't big, but I mean I'm big on saying it now because I realize like the power that the words have. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, I don't give a fuck. Like I didn't care about that kind of stuff. So yeah. 
it was just nothing I ever really like. I never really paid attention to because because yeah. I thought it was normal, you know what I'm saying. But then like I I saw other people and like I did my research. I'm like, okay, this is actually very not normal. Yeah, you know, like a lot of times children who grew up in authoritarian households like. That like if 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 you've been raised in that household, and you don't have to be black to grow up in that kind of household. Mm-hmm. But we, like with parents like that, and if you don't know a third like that kind of parenting style is, look it up. You'll find mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying. But ultimately, it's kind of like living. In, say, it's like living always. in a dictatorship. Yeah. If your parents say jump, you say how high. Yeah. It's not like why do you want me to jump yeah. or like how like it's just like if I say jump, you say how, and that's kind of like that's how and I don't grew ask up. Me why. Yeah, don't ask me why. I, I'm yeah. doing stuff. I don't got to explain myself. I think a lot of you. kids grew up like that, and honestly, it's just a really counterintuitive. Thing because children learn through experiences, right? Like, Absolutely. oh well, everybody learns. Everybody does, yeah. So you need, and you need to know an explanation, like why, why. I think that's the dumbest thing. I agree. Growing up, in my in my growing up, that um, anyone who has ever said to me, like, don't ask me why, because then I'll never know for the next time. Or, exactly. Um, it's if you explain things. Um, one thing I will say, like, if I did get hit or were popped i'm not saying it was right um because i would definitely not put my hands on my children um one thing my my mother was pretty good at because my mother was the only one who really ever put her hands on me my father could never like he would literally cry afterwards (laughs) um but my mom yeah we really got into it because we were always around each other and i didn't understand a lot of things that she would be doing and i'd be like and i i grew up pretty fast like i was conscious and aware of a lot of things around me at a very young age because my dad got sick and I kind of had to assume a lot of roles so I was like asking a lot of questions and that's one of the reasons why we would always get into it Mm -hmm. but um and she couldn't explain that so like to a parent I feel like it's very threatening when your child is like asking you all these questions you don't understand and I think that's why a lot of parents like and ultimately start putting their hands on their children but it's not a threatening thing honestly I feel like parents should be honored when their children want to know yeah why. I, yeah I, i'm yeah you like see and that's and that's how, like i mean i could already tell like how i'm going to be as a parent just from this because yeah because i hear something like that and, and, and i'm excited man because i mean i'm the same mm-hmm. like i'm very intuitive like I, you know i ask a lot of questions like mm-hmm. i google listen i use google more than any other thing on my phone i'm not mm-hmm. exaggerating yeah like more than any other app more than anything else because like mm-hmm. We're just having a regular conversation, and then someone will come up to, I don't know, and I go straight to Google. Like, I yeah. mean, every time. Like, that's how... I, I learn a, a lot of stuff from teaching myself. I'm telling you, like, someone come mm-hmm. up, I'm like, I never heard of that. I'm good, because I ain't afraid to, you know, say, well, not know some of stuff like that. So I look yeah. it up. But yeah, so like, I mean, that's that's how you gain knowledge, man. You have to ask questions. So, yeah. so as a parent, if you feel threatened by that, like, like I like I just don't see why you would be threatened, like, why a parent would feel threatened. Like, you should be happy about that, like, that your kid is... You know, being inquisitive and trying to like learn and, yeah. and, and, and honestly, grow. that would be a good sign to me. Otherwise, yeah, I'd that, be like, well, that, yeah, that's a good sign. I am bored, right? As, as opposed to just never asking anything and just yeah. taking everything as face value, yeah. like that. That's not I don't you know, raise my kids yeah. Like that, to but but my everything. thing is, but when you're that kind of parent, that is what you raise your child to be. Like you raise them in that authoritarian mm-hmm. authoritarian household. Like that is that kind of like do as I say, don't ask me why. Mm-hmm. Like like you're essentially raising like. Like like so a yes man, children. yeah. Like you're you you know what I'm saying. That's not like, that's not what you should want your children to be. In. And my thing is like, just because you want to do it, that doesn't mean you ain't got to break that cycle, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I said, you have a lot of people who don't even view it as trauma. So mm-hmm. so like then that's a whole other conversation in itself. Yeah. Um. 
so that's one of the patterns that you most definitely want to break. Um, what other like patterns do you like? Just keep it at minimum because I know it can be <laughs> can be a long thing, but just a few more like patterns that you definitely want to to break or try to inevitably with your children. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I really can't think of anyone. Because like, I guess this is the one that's just the most relevant yeah. and, and the one that's like the actual easiest to change. So yeah. that's kind of where my mind is at, you know, because like I said, that, because I'm like, I'm telling you right now, like as a kid, that definitely has a real life impact on me as, mm-hmm. as me as an adult right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like just, just, just keeping the being like, you know, like no cap, like, I, and I know that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why for me, that's why like that's one that's really just on my mind. Because like, it's the one that's most relevant. I know a lot of other people can subscribe to. And you know, and this is one like I said that I think is the easiest, like like the one that uh, easiest one to break. Yeah, um, I know you said that you you can't have these conversations or they're not fruitful to you in yeah. your situation. But if you could, um, what are some questions you would ask? Like, what are you curious about? Like, what would I ask my parents? Like your about- parents, yeah. Let's let's just go with that. Like that generation. Like, what do you want to know? Like, you, are you not curious at all no. to know what to type honest, of life led no. them to this? No, not really. No? I mean, no, not really, because, I mean, you, you kind of just... You don't want to know why your your family is not affectionate or, like, why... Because, see, the thing with me is I don't view them not being affectionate as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That You know what I'm saying? So, for me, like, if I came out with that kind of discourse, that would mean I see a problem with it. I don't see anything wrong with it. That's just, like, for me, it's like, how can you fault somebody for what they don't know? You know what I'm saying? It's like, not a fault, but I definitely like to know why. No, nah, and see, that's the thing. I don't care about why. Yeah. It Because it, for me, I'm sure it's because the way they were raised. Mm-hmm. Like, but but my thing is this. This is just for me personally. Since I already can spot, like, since I already spotted out and know it's wrong and know how to fix it, I'm good with that. I don't give a fuck about why they were doing it, cause I can already assume it's because of their parents. Right. Like, if you wanted to keep it, you feel yeah, me, be yeah. honey, like, yeah. probably because of their parents. I mean, like, they're Nigerian, like, they're raised in Nigeria, like, you know, culturally it's different, right? Cause, like, you know, this is yeah. clearly America. This is a Western civilization. We're talking about this, and it's relevant to us. Mm-hmm. But this conversation is probably not as relevant over there where my, where my parents grew up. Absolutely. So for me, it's like that's why I don't care too too much of, to talk about it because, you know, what I'm saying like. Who am I to argue my parents' upbringing? You know what I'm saying? Like, like they, they can't change it. Like, can you, can you like, the, like the way you were raised, you can't impact that. You can't change it. Like, it mm-hmm. is what it is. Of course, you can change how you act after the fact. But at this point, you know what I'm saying? If I'm like, yeah, you know, like, like, like Dad, why don't you say I love you to me? I, I don't care. Like, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up. Totally but like, sure, it's totally I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I got to the point where I just like, bro, like, this is what it is. This is how you're wrong with it. Um, everyone is different, so I just go from there. But like I said, for me to just sit up there and be like, oh man, like, this is like the most important question in the world to me. Because there's some people who might care, and like, if you do, that's cool. Like, and I, you know, I really hope you wish you success in figuring out. You know what you want to figure out, but mm-hmm. for me, I don't care. I don't even want to know anymore. I, I ain't gonna. I don't, I don't want to know anymore because yeah. it does nothing for me. Because like I said, I'm pretty sure I can already. You know, whatever they gonna say, I, I'm gonna be like, are you assuming that anyway? Mm-hmm. Like, are you assuming that anyway? Like, are oh, or are you knew that? So for me to be like, you know, this is such a pressing issue, mom and dad. Y'all gotta let me know like why y'all raised like this. For me, it's like, nah, man. Like, 
they were doing the best that they could with what they knew. So I don't I even mean, think like what it would do for you. I I think of like what it could do for them. Like just recalling. What do you think? What do you think that's going to do? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I, I think do it. Do shit. You don't think so? No. I've had like literal moments of like conversation with my grandma, just asking questions, not being. You know, like confrontational or right. judging uh, her upbringing. Like it's it's none of that. Right. It's just a genuine curiosity as to how she was brought up mm-hmm. and events that have happened in her life. And at the end, she's like, "Well, shit, I've never had anybody ask me that." Or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you never know. People are never going to be like, "Well, they might," but in all seriousness, they're not gonna be like that. Really touched me or like that was really they well yeah i've experienced it before but i've the people that we're talking about the generation that we're talking about they will never say that but i guarantee it will have some type of impact no it will i i i i I, I don't i don't think that at all yeah and like i said i'm speaking strictly to my parents i don't think that at all yeah because i even at this age i still kind of feel like my parents still didn't really see me as an adult fully to some Mm -hmm. degree but you know, oh, I don't yeah. know. My parents. But no, hell no. I'm no. I want. I'm, I told you. I won't even waste my time doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm telling you. Like my parents have probably never heard this conversation, and I was never talking about this because there's no point in me wasting my time doing that. Because I know. Because like I said, what's that gonna do? They're gonna be like, oh man, yeah, Conrad. Like, dang man, like we shouldn't hit you when you was a kid, or we shouldn't yell at you with no reprieve. Like we shouldn't have done. Like we shouldn't have critiqued you, but not praised you to the same degree. Like we shouldn't have done this kind of stuff. But I'm like, hey man. I guess it's... You never know. You've never I guess experienced I, 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 it. So how would, how would you know that it wouldn't be now. like, wow, you wouldn't feel some type of like relief or they wouldn't feel some type of like, wow. But see, that's the thing. In this in this context, I don't care about what they feel though. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. this is about me yeah. in this moment. Period. So I don't, like, I don't care. Like, if, <laughs> I don't care that, if it'll yeah. make me... Like, I don't care if it'll make them feel better. Yeah. It won't make me feel better. So I'm not going to waste my time doing it. Because mm-hmm. in this situation, this is something that was like, put onto me yeah. so i shouldn't be the one like you doing know how, how, how that work you know yeah. how, how you do something to somebody and they gotta fix it i'm not doing that you know what i'm saying like i said but they also don't realize that they that they did like that that, that is a problem <laughs> so i get that but i mean at this point i don't think that they'll realize it as a problem a but mm-hmm. b even if they do i i don't think it's gonna do nothing like i really see nothing Genuinely, coming yeah. from that so that's why i'm like man because you. Like, okay. you know with all the knowledge people are like why don't you talk to your parents because mm-hmm. wow man for what? I, like I said, <laughs> I, I legit think it's gonna be wasting my time. So I'm yeah. like, man, I ain't gonna waste my time doing that. Wow. Okay. For real. No, like you're the first interview um, that I've had that someone said that. So I'm really, I love that um, position. Like this is about me. I've made a lot of this interview about like the older generation. Yeah. Um, no, not. For but me, you're no. like. This yeah, because yeah, I didn't I mean, ask for this shit. Right, because I mean, you know, y'all, we, we, you know, like I said, majority of people who listen to this will, but well, I'm, I don't know where this shit gonna be played, but I'm, I'm gonna assume that y'all gonna be around my age, like mm-hmm. early to mid twenties. Like we, we are the ones healing from trauma. Mm-hmm. So my thing is like everyone heals differently. This is how I heal, you know. Right. So me saying that that don't mean that like this. Is what you gotta try to emulate to do. I mean, if you hear it and you and you like, yeah, like I don't do what Kyra's doing, and like, hey, more power to you. Reach out to me and I. I'm sure there are a lot I, of I give you more. I give you more tips on what I do, but like I'm sure a lot of people are gonna be like, no, I'm mean, like you know you gotta care about the parents this and that. Like, that's not me saying I don't care about my parents, but in this context, like this is my space, so I don't have to let them in if I want to, mm-hmm. and I refuse to. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I feel like that will just only make the trauma worse, and ain't gonna make it better. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's it's very hard to even acknowledge that trauma in the first place, but then be vulnerable about it 
I'm not about to be yeah. vulnerable about the people, the people who cause it. Mm-hmm. Fuck no, no, hell yeah. no. I do want to acknowledge, like I revisiting can be um, just as traumatic. Yeah, as it can be feeling, absolutely. So um, you definitely have to go with what works best for yeah. you. For me, revisiting brings some type of like understanding because I always want to know why. So I like to go back to the source and the root and. And get what I can get from there. But yeah. for some other people like you, yeah, um, no, for me, originally just make me mad again. It's, yeah, it makes you more upset. It, it, it would just literally make me mad again. Like, <laughs> no, there's nothing they could tell me right. to 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 you know what I'm saying like to go back and change that. So like I mean mm-hmm. I, I I'm not like I'm not mad at them for it because like I said like I, I like I take the situation for what it is, but I also deal with it myself. Like I'm I'm not like mad at them for the rest of their lives for doing what they did because like I said they didn't know any better. Like you can't be mad at somebody for not knowing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I also don't have to like you know, like, heal or fix it, like, in a conventional way. Because, you know, a lot of people, like, you know, they, they do that. And I think it's cool if you can do it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I, I promise, y'all, I would never have the conversation with my parents at all. <laughs> like, I don't even want to. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I have no desire to. Yeah. Like, it's not like I can't. Because I could, I could go home this weekend and do it. But I sure do. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it would never happen from that perspective. Like, if they asked me about this, I would lie. Like, that's how serious. Like, I would not, I have no interest in talking to my parents about this at all. Because mm-hmm. it wouldn't do nothing for me. So, right. why waste my time? I feel you. Um, going back to, like, the generational wealth topic, um, one of the interviews I had, uh, he brought up the 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 tip of uh, if there's anything that he could do for the generation before us is um, financial literacy. Like, how do you feel about that being the thing that he would give knowledge to of all things. Yeah. He he would give it to, to to us or to the older generation? Um he said the older older generation Like um, the boomers? Yeah, like the boomers to begin with and then he brought it back to, you know, kids not kids, but Gener- y- young adults, I yeah, guess. Yeah, young adults who like spend their well, money. No, what they call us? What, what they, millennials. Millennials. <laughs> millennials who Gen um, X, whatever the fuck it is. You know, who who get money for the first time and spend it on, in his opinion, the wrong things. Well, like reparations. Hmm? No, no, like literally financial. Lit- like I mean, just the literature, like the the knowledge of how to spend I mean, money, how okay, to okay. save, how to invest. Okay, um, let, let, let me let, let me let me say that. While I do think that is a, a a great point and and a great topic, and I don't disagree with it per se. Uh, I, I do think to some degree, financial literacy is extremely important, and you know, learning how to navigate and move in the world. I mean, I didn't even know how to write endorse a check until I got to college. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to write a check. I mean, technically, kind of getting out there anyway, but you know, didn't know how to write a check. Didn't really even understand what the mortgage was. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what the hell a 401k was. Didn't know what a reverse mortgage was. Mm-hmm. Didn't know about ETFs. Didn't know about, you know, <laughs> high, in, high risk stocks, low risk stocks. Uh, I mean, I mean, oh my gosh. I didn't know about the IRA versus a 401k or 403b. I mean, come on. like I could literally, And I learned this because I, I work at the bank. So, mm-hmm. you know, my knowledge is a bit, you know... Most people don't, like, if you don't take these courses, you probably won't know this shit either. So don't oh, feel bad not. if you don't know it. I don't know this shit. You know, I didn't learn about the reverse mortgage show like a couple months ago, which essentially the bank is buying your house and they, they're paying you every month mm-hmm. as how you would do an actual mortgage, mm. except it goes the other way. No, it's not. It's a terrible thing. They'll never oh, do it. okay. Yes, because do if you do a reverse mortgage, and let's say the market crashes, the bank is like, okay, we want to recoup on the laws, get the hell out of the house that we just bought from you. Oh. And then they would pay you the rest of the money, but then you'd be homeless. So, Shit. Yeah, it's yeah, very, it's very, very tricky. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? 
But yeah, as far as financiality goes, like, yes, it's important. But this is my thing. What good does that do to somebody with no money? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So from that perspective, the person who said this, was he black? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That no, <laughs> not, that, that's good though, because like you yeah. know, a lot of people like we, they don't know about. Like, you don't know what you don't know. But like I said, mm-hmm. what what does that do, right? Like everyone is For like you know financially, check check, like yeah. if you live paycheck to paycheck, saving money is a privilege, y'all. People don't understand. Like be, even even being able to say like, yeah, I just got paid with this check. I'm gonna put. Whoop whoop de whoop de whoop amount money away and then keep stacking it up. That is a privilege. privilege. Like you know what I'm saying? Like going up, my parents they paid to paycheck. You know what I'm saying? If if a if a college professor from Harvard they came and talk about economics and you know like like how it works, you know I'm praying about. Okay, cool. But I gotta go to work in like two minutes. So what's mm-hmm. it gonna do? For you? you know right. what I'm saying? Like yeah, we have to be realistic realistic with these kind of things. So when we're talking about black people break, well black people specifically, I can't speak to nobody else because I ain't. I'm black. <laughs> we're talking about black people specifically. The only way that I think generational trauma can can that this kind of trauma can be here. We're talking about financial. It mm-hmm. it, it can't be from us because mm-hmm. we aren't the people who cause it. Just the same thing with the parents. It's the same concept here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That just goes into a whole different conversation. So, and, and that's why I talked about reparation because I thought that's kind of where you were headed. No, to me, I think yeah. that is the starting point to heal any kind of financial. Mm-hmm. You know, like any kind of financial uh, inequality that exists within like the larger scope of the generation mm-hmm. of course it doesn't mean every black person is born into that or every white person is born into something else we understand that i'm not going to debate semantics that's a waste of my time mm-hmm. but essentially that's that's that is what i'm saying though so it's like you can go to the hood and teach people about you know saving money and stocks and trading and all this kind of stuff but if someone doesn't have money to trade the the, the knowledge is kind of useless you know what i mean Very useless. like like you, you you can't tell somebody to save money who has all of their money allocated towards things already, mm-hmm. and like, and, and if you didn't grow up like that, like you won't know how that feels. But like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I know how it feels. The first time experience, like, when when you see your parents get paid and like the money's literally gone, because mm-hmm. like you got insurance stuff, you just have to pay for. You can't avoid it. So my thing is like, if the job or jobs there, because sometimes it's not on, it's not only just one job. Mm-hmm. If they don't cover that, I mean, you you don't have any extra money to throw around. That's Being true. able to trade stocks, that's a privilege. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Being able to, to go to college, that's a privilege. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these are things that we take for granted every single day because, you know, we don't see or think about the other side. But, mm-hmm. you know, like financial literacy is only as good as the money you have. I mean, that's if you true. don't have money, I mean, it's, it's good information to know. Like, I'm not saying don't teach people about money. That's stupid. Yeah. But my thing is, like, I don't think that should be the main emphasis point as far as just just this trauma conversation goes because like i said what good would that do for somebody who lives back to paycheck teaching them about etfs and teaching them about how money works Mm -hmm. you know they don't have that privilege to have any abundant funds so i think it would be like burdensome in some ways because they're i think that they would be thinking about the money that they didn't have yeah and and yeah (laughs) no no real real talk that's another perspective i I didn't think about that but that's true too you're like, damn, like, money can really do all this shit. Must yeah. be nice type thing, like, you know what I'm saying? I would love to put some money away for my kids. Damn. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, 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 I would love to start a 401k. Because that's a lot of things. Like, that's one example that people bring up uh, a lot. Like, yeah, everybody does. Yeah. Like, their children. Like, black people yeah. don't do that. Cause, we can Because many of them can. Like, a lot of them can. Right, I mean, like, if, My mother, there was no freaking way that she could allocate money um, to put away while she's paying um, a mortgage on a building and paying our house mortgage. There's just no yeah. way. 
Come on, you know what I mean? And, and then some people have more than one kid. You know, my, my parents had, you mm-hmm. know, between me and my siblings, it's four of us, you know, me and three other siblings. I couldn't imagine my parents putting money away in the college funds for all four of us. They just didn't have the money. And, and some parents do. And, you know, of course, to those parents, of course, a hey, good job. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Or, like, you know, hey, good shit. Mm-hmm. Like, not saying that, uh, like, not saying that poor parents aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because, like I said, yeah. you make the best of the situation. And yeah. life... Life gives you cars, and you can only play the game to the best of your ability with the cars that you have. Mm-hmm. That doesn't denote your skill as a player, but that just means, hey, this is what I got, so this is what I got. Yeah. We get that. We understand that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, ultimately, it's like, bro, like, my parents didn't have that, you know, the the, the, the resources to put away college for, for mm-hmm. me and my siblings. And we knew that growing up. But I, I wasn't like, oh, man, you know, like, F y'all, this is so bad. Because I'm like, bro, like, I understand how the situation goes, yeah. bro. Like, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, like, as far as that goes, I think... That's the if we talk about breaking the financial trauma, I think that's where it really starts, man. Because there are mm-hmm. systems in place to keep people in the position that they're in. Absolutely. So you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not. Us, it, it, can't stress that enough. It, it, and it, how it, other black people mistake. don't understand that is like always. It's ridiculous. Beyond me. me. It's ridiculous um, to me because I hear that from a lot of black people. Me too. Yeah. Like I know. Why did y'all saving money? Y'all can mm-hmm. give away fifty. Yeah. I, listen. Like literally, I have three dollars in my name. Um, my mom is still living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. My grandma's still living paycheck to paycheck. Like there was just no way we were ever, ever meant happen. to be um, in a in a comfortable situation. Yeah, I mean, and, and like that's the reality of life. But you know, w- once you face that fact, that's when you can really start making the difference and mm-hmm. and, and really start making the change. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because like I said, like you know, because well, <clears throat> I, I I don't know how, but I know I'm going to make a lot of money in life. Yeah. I, I ain't talking billionaire because I'm not. I'm not unrealistic. I only want to be a billionaire, but that's a whole conversation for another day. Yeah, yeah no, because if I was, I, I would give money away. Mm-hmm. But li- that's a whole another conversation <laughs> in itself. But yeah, like, so you know, we talk about stuff like that, and, and then people are like, "Man, I don't get why don't y'all do this?" And I'm like, and I'm like, has it ever occurred to y'all that black people don't save money? Because they can't. <laughs> not that they don't. Like, there's a difference, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. a stereotype that like black people can't swim. Why do y'all think that stereotype exists? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when you're growing up, like I said, from East Side of Detroit, nobody had pools in their backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we don't have access. Uh, people, These are people who catch the bus to from school. So they can't drive to a community pool because there's no car. Mm-hmm. And the community pool is filthy anyway. There's no money going into it because, right. like, this is a poor city. So how would you swim? And like, who literally, teach you? Who, who would teach you how to swim? <laughs> so it's not like black people have an aversion to swim, an aversion in the water. It's mm-hmm. like the resources aren't there to do this thing. Mm-hmm. So you, you you literally can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's not like black people don't swim because they can't. It's some because people, some black people can't relax enough to fucking swim. Like let's talk about that. Like I, yeah. for me, I don't, I don't a fucking swim. Traumatic I don't swim. Experience for me, I can't. Like I I've almost, I almost drowned three times, and from that day forward, like I tried to learn this summer, I can't even float. So like if my, I if, if I'm driving and I crash into some water, like just get the it's I'm, over with. I'm cooked. I'm dead because I I don't know maybe in. Also, like saving my life after that'd be sweet, but like, I can't even float. I yeah. can't even float in water. I'm six three, and I won't even stand in a in a pool that's like deeper than five feet. Like I won't even go to the side that's like five five. People are like you can just stand. Like I know, but still, like no, I don't what even if, mess with that. Yeah, hell no, no, yeah. I, I don't do that. So, but like I said, that that's I'm sure that's like a that's not the norm. That's not the average. I understand that, but yeah, yeah but like y'all gotta think about stuff like that, man. Like how can you do your right access to it, man? Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and so often, like, this goes over our heads, but, like, you have to think about stuff like that, man, like... You have to take in every... Yeah, you gotta think about context, yeah. man. Context, yeah, yeah. 
it's super important these conversations, man. Especially with the to money. Educate that, yourself on other people's. Yeah, cause, cause I really, I really hate the fact that that's the trope with black people. Like, oh, black people historically can't save money. No, yeah. black people historically don't make can. enough to save. Yeah, they literally can't. It's just that simple, man. Like, mm-hmm. that, and that's just how it systems goes. in place to make sure we never. It's not. It's not an accident. It's not an accident. Yeah. It's not an accident. There's a reason. I saw a graph today, like the eight richest men in the world. Uh, that they own more than half of the. They have more than half the money. They have more money than half of the world, right? Eight people. Mm. I mean, I think six of them were white. Two of them were like, I think uh, Hispanic slash Latino. I believe I could be wrong though. I know Carlos Slim was on there. Bill Gates, Jeff uh, Bezos. Y'all know the the typical players more mm-hmm. Buffett, whoop de whoop de whoop. Yeah, yeah. And I see that graphic, and I'm like, wow, like that's crazy. Like, you know, like it's all you know, like no one, no one on here is black, and that's not accident. That's not to say like. Black people aren't as like adept at technology or adept at sports or anything else. That's not that's you know because my thing is if you give people the same access to everything, the results would be damn near the same. Absolutely, yeah. Like they'll be damn near the same. You know what I'm saying? So you can't really like I, I don't know like for me like you can't judge somebody for not being somewhere that they don't have the tools to get there. Like it's not like they're unable to get there. They just motivated. Yeah, like not that like black people lazy. This is not like no like that's not. Yeah, that's, that's so wrong, and I wish we would really stop. On that same note, like, are you? Do you ever feel like pressured, like, to optimize every resource um, that you have? Like, in that same note, like, I always feel like from the older generations because they didn't have certain things. Um, it sometimes motivates me, but it's sometimes like a lot of pressure to to make sure I absolutely use every resource that is upon me um, fully. Do I, do... Do you? No. I don't, I, I don't feel... Pre- I, like I said, the, the way I view life is is, is very different mm-hmm. than how most people view life. And I'm not saying that to like be cool or nothing, but like I, I really... like I, I, And I understand that I view... Like my worldview is very different. Mm-hmm. I don't feel pressure to like spend res- or like use my resources... Like, like, what do you mean? Like, to, to better myself? Like, like how, how are you using just, it, I guess? Just, like, thinking about all of the things that your elders didn't have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have them now. Mm-hmm. Whatever those things may right. be. Right. Do you feel pressure, like, as far as, like, your career, like having this education on your belt, having right. this, um, having a car, or whatever, whatever right. these resources. No, absolutely. That, do you um, ever feel, I don't know, what not pressure, but, like, guilty for not... For maybe taking them for granted or not utilizing every resource. Do you no. Yeah. Well, for I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take anything for granted because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, earlier in this, we we're, were literally talking about like How you first world that. problems versus third world mm-hmm. problems, and this was like before we were recording, so like I don't mm-hmm. think it was on here, but yeah, like yeah. no, so I, I personally don't, right? Like mm-hmm. I understand that, like. Every, I understand that me even being born in America is a privilege in itself. Yeah. Me being born, you know, me being able to go to college and get a degree and drive a car and have clothes. Like, I, I never for a second forget, like, that I'm privileged to have this. To even have this phone I have, mm-hmm. I understand that, like, all this stuff is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, like, I, and I always think about, like, the people who aren't in the same position. Yeah. And that's my ultimate life goal. Is to help underprivileged people, yeah. right? Like, and I'm gonna take different steps to get there, but that's ultimately what I want to do. Like, I mean, opening grocery stores in lower income areas, like mm-hmm. things like that, like really changing the culture. Like, that's 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 what motivates me every day. Yeah. So I don't feel guilty or like nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, 
like is it for me well no let me ask why why do you feel like i guess like guilty oh i don't feel guilty oh, but okay. like um, added pressure sometimes i do feel added pressure to absolutely like optimize like and use every resource i mean i don't and that's the reason why i'd be like oh shit you know what i mean but like, i mean but nobody does though yeah i mean and i'm not saying it's a it's it's a feeling that comes and goes right and, I, and it's something that i answer for myself and then I re recenter, redirect my energy to just being grateful for what I have. Absolutely. Used. So um, it's definitely fleeting, but I definitely feel it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but like I said, I, I don't because I mean, like, mm-hmm. like, like, no, no one does that. The only people who like, who like, I mean, absolutely maximize their resources are people who literally don't have that many. Mm-hmm. So like, to to that degree, I understand. But you know, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate enough to not be in that situation. So I don't have to maximize my resources. That's why I don't feel bad about not doing this shit because I don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it would be different if I was in a situation where I had to and I wasn't. Then yes, I would definitely feel bad about that. But in this situation, like the things I'm able to do, I do the best of my ability, and like the 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 rest, I kind of just let the cars for fall where they may. So in that situation, like I said, I, I don't feel bad or like guilty about not use maximizing my resources because I, I just don't think that we have to. Mm-hmm. You know, in this situation. So yeah, yeah, no. So um, back to the. The grocery store, just the grocery store comment. Um, you want to open or place grocery stores in um, lower income. Yeah, lower income. Yeah, lower income communities. Um, I hear a lot. Um, we all hear a lot. Um, that black people don't eat well. Mm-hmm. Um, same concept. Same concept. It's, a, it's right? the same concept with the resource. Pools. Yeah, um, man. Like there, a lot of people that don't have public transportation to get to these. First of all, let's talk about the the produce and groceries in lower income communities there aren't any sometimes if if, if you've never been in them you like i I can't describe to you how they are man like seriously like if you've never been inside if you've never been inside like a a farmer jack a farmer john uh i think that's like a michigan thing Mm -hmm. or like a spartan food center you know anybody that's from that like from from my like this could be a global i don't know how the fuck it is but Mm -hmm. i know like i only saw them like on the, like you know, in the hood, like where I was, where I grew up, at, like the Spartan Food Center, man. I'll never forget. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. just terrible, man. You go in there, like, it, like it, it's not a grocery store you would stop, you would shop at if you had an alternative. But that's the thing, they don't have alternatives, man. Like mm-hmm. people, you know what I'm saying? Like, like people didn't have transportation to go to Meyer yeah. or go to Kroger, go to Whole Foods. You know, you gotta remember, like that's relatively new. But even if, like, even if Whole Foods, like we got a Whole Foods, like in Detroit, like it's downtown, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. For people downtown, but still, like Detroit is a big ass. Not only is it too expensive, Detroit is a very big city. So, like, you if you live thirty minutes away from that, which is very possible, I live thirty minutes away from downtown. I live on the east side, so if you don't have a car to get there, you can't access it, Mm -hmm. right? So that's why, like, I want to literally put them like smack dab, like in the hood, like Mm -hmm. like where you see like churches and and you know dollar stores at gas stations, all that shit. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I want to you know to start that development. And give these people a better option, mm-hmm. cheaper option as well. You know what I'm saying? Because you shouldn't have to pay an arm and leg to get some decent food. But like I said, I mean, oh, yeah. you 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 go into these groceries like Spartan, uh, Save a Lot, Spartan Food Center, I, and, and like that's not to like shit on these you know these companies or anything like mm-hmm. that. But I mean, that's what they have access. That, that's to. what they have access to. Mm-hmm. And, and these companies, this this not Meyer. This not you know Kroger. This not even all these out thriving. Like they, yeah, they they know they're, they're bad. You know they selling bad food, yeah. selling all this other kind of stuff. But it's all they had access to. You know what I'm saying? And so, they know that. So and they, they know that performing the way that they do. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like that's why I want to change that because like you know like black people don't eat healthy food. And I mean, 
What healthy food healthy options food are alternative? Is, for one, it's expensive. As fuck. It's expensive. As fuck. Um, also, not every grocery store has edible produce. Like, I went and... If you go to a Save-A-Lot today... I've been there. Trust oh me, I'm gosh, here. The shit is molded. It's molded, picked yeah. over. It's... Like, people do not take into account yeah. what people actually have access to because yeah. they've never been in these places or educated because, themselves. Because their worldview was jaded because that's mm-hmm. not the reality. So, like, so when you're someone even like me or someone like you... people who are from the hood, like... I've heard this from even people who in the hood who grew up in those. Mm-hmm. Like what? And I never understand. Yeah, again, that's what's that's <laughs> falling. This shit is so beyond me. That but. that's what's that perpetuating the stereotype. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but even for them, maybe some of them, maybe they had access to like the Kroger and the Meyer and stuff like that. For me, growing up, we were, we were, we we were like, oh no, I was about to lie. We were not fifty fifty. No, growing up, it was it was steep. And you had it was four. Steep. How many people yeah, in your household? Six. 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 I, Regularly, but it's then there's a time where we live with our cousins too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought about yeah, hell no. Going to Focus Hope and stuff like that, using canned milk and you know canned juice. Like you know, if you ever use canned milk, you know how that go. Like you know, mm-hmm. you open the can and you you have to mix it with water so the milk yeah. don't be too sweet. Like you know how that go. Mm-hmm. If you've been in that situation, like that's what we had access to. Focus Hope, mm-hmm. Spartan Foods, and you know what I'm saying. But then you know, eventually we're able to like you know kind of. Help get out the situation to some degree, but yeah, no, I, I'm. Ta- I remember like it was yesterday, man. Going up after school, wearing the same school uniform for a week straight because that's all we, that's all we had. Mm-hmm. And this is before uniforms were even a thing. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about when I was in like second, third, fourth grade. Everybody was just wear every uh, like anything else, but we would just always be forced to wear uniform because that's all we had. You know, I didn't have enough clothes growing up to wear a new new fit every day. Yeah, new shoes every day. You know what I'm saying? So. And I didn't even realize that until, like, I got old and I was like, oh, shit. Like, we were the only ones wearing uniform because we couldn't afford anything else. Like, I didn't even realize that until, like, recently. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so, like, I said, if you come from that and, and you understand that, like, you know how that shit goes, man. Like, like it's not that you don't want to eat healthy. It's that you literally can't because that's not what's given to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you, you driving in, like, not even just in Detroit. I just keep from Detroit because that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. But you, you drive in any, like, lower-income area, man. You gonna see what you gonna see. You gonna see a whole bunch of fast food places, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of corner stores, a whole bunch of unhealthy bullshit in it, and it's strategically cheap. placed. And it's cheap, yeah. and that's why people eat it. You know what I'm saying? People not eating fast food, McDonald's, Pizza Hut every like night because they like that what shit. Night, that's all they got. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it ain't no. I can't even think of any vegan places or like places that have vegan or vegetarian options. Like, just just actually available in those areas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know something like uh something that. Like even a salad bar, I don't know some random. Ain't no salad bars in Detroit, bro. Ain't no salad bars in the hood, like, like, like Chipotle or look yeah. or, or any place that that has food that is has some nutritional value in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not there. You see McDonald's, White Castles, yeah. KFCs, Burger Kings, Popeyes, churches. I mean, I could I could literally keep going. That's why I feel like educating communities like that on that, like I said, with the money thing, it's like, even if you educate them Same on it, thing. it's like, well, shit, like now that Same I know thing. all these good things are out now there, I feel worse. now I feel worse now I'm about eating my this situation. Bullshit and I know I should be eating this exactly. bullshit. Exactly. Instead you know of implementing an actual yeah. um, you know what I'm saying? change, like, like giving the, them access like, to like, it. Like processed meat. Processed meat is a perfect example of that. You know, because mm-hmm. a, a lot of people have their views about Meat, rare meat versus ham versus blah blah blah. Realistically, all that shit is is you're gonna be fine eating that in moderation. Of course, everything's gonna be in moderation. But like I, I'm saying, like if you're eating like pork, is not gonna kill you. I know a lot of people are like don't eat pork, blah blah blah. Listen, 
I ain't here to debate that. a lot of communities that. that thrive on pork. Um, Chinese, right. Asian communities. Listen, and that, they uh, live for fucking Perfect example. <laughs> I was literally about to say, like, they live for... I just don't like pork. Yeah, you know, and that's cool, but, like, some people yeah. like, it's bad for you. No. Processed meat is what's bad for you. That is what kills you. That mm-hmm. is what... Processed meat is high in high in sodium, low in nutritional value, mm-hmm. and you know you get processed meat from McDonald's. You get it from these corner stores. Like, come on, like it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a science to this. It's not like people black people not eating healthy because they don't want to. They just can't. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. processed meat, the processed meat is cheap as fuck. Mm-hmm. Lunch meat, you know what I'm saying? Any other kind of bad canned meat that it is very very cheap. Mm-hmm. That's why people buy it and eat it. Not because it tastes good, not because they like it. They may think they like it, but they really don't like it because I haven't had anything else better. Like, again, because like, I'm, I'm the same way, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I grew up eating pizza rolls and all this other stupid bullshit, hot pockets, and I thought that all this stuff was good, and I actually hate it now. I don't even eat a pizza roll now. I don't eat, I don't eat processed meat at all. Mm-hmm. I eat all kinds of, I eat chicken, ham, turkey, blah, 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 and now I'm perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's a processed food. That, like, the processed meat is super, super bad for you, and it's super, super cheap, and that's why you see them in these areas, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like served in schools. It's ser- so if, if everything. No, actually, no. Let's let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I, I went to DPS, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, again, these are things that you see as normal until you learn that everybody else don't do this. Mm-hmm. I used to be in class sometimes with my calling on because it was cold as fuck and there was no heat in the school. Like that's you know what I'm saying? Overpopulated classrooms. Classroom only supposed to have thirty people in it. But there's 50 kids in here because mm-hmm. all the other schools closed down because of underfunding. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that like that I grew up around and like that 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 I kind of knew and learned. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my thing is like it, it's it's like the worldview is just really different, man. So like moldy class, like roaches in the school, ceilings falling down, mold, like actual mold, like fungus, like mm-hmm. like mushrooms, like fungi growing mm-hmm. in the classroom. Like this is just kind of shit I oh, saw wow. growing up. Like I, I'm not exaggerating, like. I'm so serious. I mean, like, it's the winter time, the heat is out, can't afford it. So we just in the closet with the coat on, you know what so I'm saying? babies with these coats on. Yeah. Trying like, to learn. Trying to learn. And then, not, like, let's say you hungry because you, you ain't eating at home. You can't focus in school if you hungry, man. Everyone knows that. Like, you, you just can't focus. Like, if I mean hungry, like, really hungry. Not like, mm-hmm. like, not like, man, I ain't ate in, like, a couple hours. I mean, like, damn, I haven't eaten since yesterday, and it's, and it's like, 12 o'clock today. Like, if you're really hungry, you understand, like, your mm-hmm. body can't function like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I so, can't imagine because so, I can't. I so, need to so, eat. So, so what are we going to do? We're we going to start looking at kids that grow up like that and be like, oh, yeah, you don't buy, you don't, you don't buy your education because you don't want to learn. It's like, right. no, man, like, the circumstances, mm-hmm. like, you have to look at the circumstances of every situation. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? So, yeah, like, like I don't think kids from, like, like impoverished areas are, like, like, you know, any less inclined to learn. I think they want to learn more than anybody else that can get the hell out of there. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, bro. That that's what you have access to. Like right. it is what it is. Yeah, and that shit is really, it's really heartbreaking because we see that happening. Like that can be explained as a generational trauma for sure. Oh, absolutely. As as well, because I'm sure school systems were not always like I. I sure they. I'm sure they had their like ups and downs in each generation. Like, right. I'm sure they experienced that in some way. Shit. Some of them couldn't even go to school. Exactly. Right. Um. But yeah, that shit. That shit's wild. Um. I don't have anything else for us, but I do want to end on um, a high note because this is very rich conversation. Um. Just kind of want to redirect our energy. So I want to exchange a healing practice 
um, well, instructions for a healing practice um, that I got from the last interview. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm. Oh, bad, bad, bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you give me one and I exchange right, cool. it to the next person. Because I don't know what the. F- I ain't gonna lie, I don't know what the fuck I was about to get up here and say. I have something. You I have can to remember. still tell me something. Uh, Alright, come on, let's go. You're gonna, you're gonna wake me. <laughs> okay, so from the last interviewer, mm-hmm. um, your steps are step one, you are to uh, sit in any space that you feel comfortable. Um, step two, grab a piece of paper. Step three, um, identify. Um, these traumas that we talk about, like how you love, how right. any traumas, right. really identify them, um, and and that in itself, that confrontation or uh, yeah, in in whatever you want to call it, that that uh, intervention, yeah, is in its in itself the healing practice. So and that's it. Oh, so so everybody is saying the acknowledgement of the trauma is healing. Yep. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I mean, I have my critiques of it, but I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that because like, everybody healed differently. So, so that's why for me to even just be like, yeah, this is like, let me give you a step by step, you know, case on how to heal. Because there's some traumas I can't even speak to because I've never experienced. You mm-hmm. know, because every trauma is not the same. Like, there's certain traumas that I've never experienced growing up, so I can't tell a person how to heal from that. But I mean, I guess ultimately, if if I was to, because see, I don't know, this isn't a mind like like trauma isn't a monolith. Like, it's not like. Uh, one size fits all. Sure. Everything is different. We don't know different. what people you know are going So this is like a, your healing practice, something that you practice um, to heal. So we know that disclaimer. This is not going to work for everybody. Well, this disclaimer. I'm not going to say it, but some of my healing practices aren't exactly legal. Uh, <laughs> and, and that that don't mean like you feel me like I'm killing nobody, you're robbing nobody, or nothing wait, like that. Wait, wait. But you know what I'm saying. That 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 may or may not involve the use of certain. <laughs> Substances that you know may or may not be deemed, you know. So take legal. these instructions with caution, okay? Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I I guess step one for me will be, uh, for me step one is acknowledging the trauma. I, I don't think you can do anything without, you know, acknowledging the trauma. But I mean, I guess in that question, but how how would you even do that? So I don't know how you do that because for everyone it's different. But I mean, I guess step one you gotta. You gotta really just, you know, identify the trauma to the best of your ability. Like, it doesn't mean you're gonna be perfect with it. You know, there's still things that I'm recovering to this day. Like, no matter how educated I sound, like, there's a lot that I don't know about a lot. But especially about this, there's a lot of shit that I just don't know. So, I guess the first step would be, you know, just acknowledging it. Uh, and then step two is just, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't really even. You, I don't know, man. You don't know? So, like... Because no, what I plan to say before I got here completely changed after we had this conversation, which is a good thing. Yeah. But... So, so, so you don't do... Like, just something that recenters you. Like, listening to music. Um, going to the for gym. For me, yeah, no. I, I, do you do... You practice all those things, right? Yeah, I, I go to the gym. Do you consider them music. to be, like, a healing practice? I, yeah, absolutely. So, you something know? like that. Absolutely, yeah. You know, like, I, I listen to my music... I don't know, like, it's just certain artists I listen to, like, you know, like, they'll be speaking to, like, shit that I went through growing up, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, damn, like, you feel me, like, like, it, it, it's it's very healthy to find that community, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like, to, to know, like, other people exist that have gone through what you went through, you know, probably maybe going through worse, maybe going through better, and, like, they've made it to where they at, mm-hmm. so for me, music is very big, not only just listening to music, mm-hmm. making music, you know what I'm saying, like, 
some people, I mean, I, I played violin growing up. You know, I played, oh, yeah, on, I played violin for like Charlie. eight years. So, Jeez. you know, I, I've always, I've, I've always, time, I want you to just come so in. I've, I've always been around music, you feel me? <laughs> no, I soon come for it. So I, I've always been around music. So, I, I mean, I just love music, listening to it, mm-hmm. playing it. I love sports, man, especially basketball. Love basketball. Like, yeah. I love debating about basketball, watching basketball, reading about basketball. Anything basketball related, I want to be a part of it. The shoes players, right? I mean, like, I'm really into basketball. Like, for real. Like, it's almost kind of sick, but <laughs> that helps me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that helps me. Practices. Yeah, absolutely. Especially seeing players like, you see a player like a LeBron James, or like a Kevin Durant, or like a Kyrie Irving. Well, not Kyrie Irving. Scratch Kyrie because he didn't grow, he didn't grow up like them. He grew up like middle class. He didn't grow up like LeBron or like Kevin Durant. But you see these players and like you know like when, when you learn about them and then you learn about like the experience like made them into the not just the players but they like the men that they are today. And you're like, duh, like that that's really inspiring to see somebody. Of course, that doesn't mean you're gonna come. You, that doesn't mean your way out is you're not gonna be LeBron James. Like you, I mean, you're not gonna be LeBron James. Okay, but yeah. For me, the the mindset is there though, like the mindset of like, man, like no matter what the circumstances are, like no matter what he faced, the adversities he faced, like he was able to overcome them and became one of the biggest household names in the country, in the world. What the fuck am I talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, who don't know LeBron? So that's a perfect example. But I said to say this, that doesn't mean for you to be successful, your success doesn't have to be millions of admiring fans and millions of dollars and all this other kind of stuff. You define your own success. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like. The fact that I was, you know, you know, like some people are like, oh man, you know, like you guys from college, like that's your biggest success. No, that is not one of my biggest successes in life. And I'm not playing when I say that. Like, and, and of course, like I'll take it for granted, like especially being like a black man from the inner city, like very few of us get degrees. I get that. Wooty was a big deal. But I, I, that ain't my biggest accomplishment, man. When I look back, I'm like, man, like I was able to like see this through. Like I was able to like not quit and like not give up no matter how steep this shit got, no matter how much I didn't want to go to class or Blah, 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 blah. Like, I view the journey as an accomplishment, not just the finish line. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, even that, setting goals, that's very big. That, no, everything else I said, listen to it, but this is really important. Uh, we getting real instructions. Okay. Yeah, yes. Step one. Yeah, uh, like I said, like, acknowledging the trauma, realizing the trauma, you know what I'm saying? And then from there, like, you just got to find what helps you, like, Deal with it. What helps you center it? What helps you, whatever the case may be. For some people, it's therapy. For some people, it's music. Conrad, you're giving me instructions for your healing practice. That's what I'm doing. No. No, I'm saying, no, because I'm not, but I'm. this is stuff that I do, though. I'm, I'm saying stuff that I do. Okay, give me one. Make it. Give me one. Uh, listen, uh, set goals for yourself. Set goals. Yeah, set goals. And then, you know, work towards the goals, I guess. But these don't, the goals for me don't have to be, it don't have to be sitting around healing, but just like, mm-hmm. like yeah. just when I, you know, just setting the goal and like doing something that you said I have to do, like it just always feels good. No matter how small the goal may be. Like on some days for me, it's like going to the gym. On some days for me, it's like, you know, doing this at work. For some days for me, it's like having this conversation, running this errand. For some days for me, it's getting out the damn bed. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on the perspective. So. so step one, set a goal. Two, do it. Simple. I yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's your I, I guess, practice. You, I, that's what you want people to do. I, I guess that's the simplest way to make a problem that's not far from simple. Simple. I guess you want me to give a complex solution to a problem that's very unsimple, but unsimple. We're providing simple instructions. Why though? Because that's what I've asked of you. I know. See, no. See, you see how she's doing that? She's doing the black mom thing. No, I'm not. She ain't explaining why. 
I'm explaining why because I want people to know that like these healing practices or these small things that we do are healing, right? They don't oh. have to be these things that I literally set out to be as a healing practice. Mm-hmm. Um, the small things that I'm talking about, like for me, like I said, journaling, like these, like 20 minutes out of my day, isolation. Um, I light a little candle. Okay, that's mm-hmm. it. And Probably I sit. Little, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My hands smoke a little bit, but yeah, 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 yeah. That little 20 minutes. Um, I don't set out to, for it to be a healing experience. Mm-hmm. It just inevitably, um, is that for me? Absolutely. So, no, that's fine. I want to give people, um, just. I don't know. I want to acknowledge that those simple things are matter. Yeah. No, so, I, I so that's why I'm asking everyone to give me a set of instructions for a healing practice or two. Oh yeah. So yeah. No. Like like I, I I'm telling you, man. Like like the the goal things really helps. And, and like I said, it, they don't have to be super big goals. Like you know, make hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like something like, simple goal. Simple. You know, something simple. Like I only go to the gym today and do. X amount of like pull ups and sit ups today, and then you do that, and like damn man, like that feels good. Like you know what I'm saying? I did that. You know what I'm saying? So just something simple like that. Mm-hmm. Listen to music. Like I said, I, I like to listen to music. I like to stay active. So my, yeah, just set a goal, man, and then just really see it through. Mm-hmm. You know, that's definitely way to heal. You know, yeah. So so set them goals, man. <laughs> set them goals, bro. <laughs> set, set them goals, man. <laughs> All right, thank you, Conrad. I really appreciate you coming through. Um, this was a very fruitful conversation. Um, I love everybody that comes through, or oh, just with new perspectives on things. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, this has definitely been the the unicorn interview. I will say. Oh damn! <laughs> and that's crazy because like I, I like I didn't set out to be that. Yeah. You feel me? Like I really didn't. Anybody but... who sets up. Who ends up being special never sets out to be that. Like, damn, no, and that's if facts. you do, that's um, facts. You're not doing it right, and you, no, that's uh, facts. Inevitably, you doing too much. <laughs> that's facts. Like I said, I, I, so, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, and that's crazy. So yeah, thank you, Conrad, for coming through, and thank y'all for listening. Peace.